Bye, Colby. Bye. Time for you to vanish. Famished. 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 And I'm ready for some drama. (laughs) Let's do it. Buckle up. I want to spill some tea all over, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it. Have a biscuit or two. I love honey tea. Yeah. (laughs) Sop it up with a biscuit, honey. Yes. Yes. Biscuits and tea and honey. And are we just naming objects that we see in the room? <laughs> We're like, what would we bring to a tea party? Sriracha. <laughs> Sriracha. Oh, yeah. Voodoo glow skulls. <laughs> I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag. Oh, I want some lemonade. <laughs> How about a new wave oven? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Can we start now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm over this bit. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. All right. Hello and thanks for coming everyone. My name is Seth. Hey, it's Jamal and I am Stony. And we are back. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming, the Magically Gay podcast. We gave you a real intro this week, so you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we tried anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it was, I mean, we got a gold star. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we are back, back, back again this week in Honesty's Spill of the Week. Wow. Hey, Reynolds. Are you thirsty, girl? Can you hear that? Oh, my God. Reynolds, like... He's, like, so thirsty. Yeah, he's, like, the podcast has started, so time to, like, make as much noise as possible. Sorry, my ADD went into effect. I just got completely distracted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So, this week's Honesty Spill of the Week, we are going to be talking about the fourth episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 4. But before we do get into the show, ladies, how was your week? Is there any tea or is there anything that's like cool for the summer that happened? Uh, no, I'm glad it was just another short week coming off of, you know, the holidays. It's the last time most of us will probably have a vacation or a long weekend. So I just relaxed and took it easy. Yeah, it's like new year, new me. Um, still in the gym. <laughs> We've both been working out still. Yeah, we're doing dry January. So no yay drinking. for that, I guess. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> No drinking. <laughs> no drinking. Uh oh, Stony has a red solo cup. I need an inspection. <laughs> it's unsweet tea. Unsweet tea, girl. You can't get any more basic than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girl. I see you brought a very aptly themed drink for this week's podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like I have lots of tea to spill. I have lots of feelings about this week's episode. Uh-oh. But I did want to say before we get into the episode, I just wanted to talk about a short story because few weeks ago, maybe a month at this point, we talked about the drama from the Hollis Lay special with Jasmine Masters and Shangela. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me this long to see Shangela's live stream <laughs> to hear her side of the story. Oh. So I feel like it's only fair to talk about her side of the story because we are not one-sided queens. We have to get all the information and make our own choice. 
Yeah. So Shangela's reasoning was that she was on tour and she was maybe, I think she maybe canceled a show or two to come film the special. And so she literally flew. They knew that she was going to be late for the rehearsal day. And so her plane landed like literally after the rehearsal was supposed to start. And so that is why she was late for a rehearsal the first day. And then the next day she said she was late again <laughs> because they had they were up late for rehearsals and you know she had just gotten in on a plane so she was basically just exhausted. And um So she was late again, but people knew that she was going to be late or something. Then the next day, you know, they were trying to add more scenes and stuff like that to this for them to film for the special. So she was like wanted to go talk to the producers and she even said to all the queens in production like if you guys need to keep filming keep filming without me and she went to go talk to the producers because she went to go lobby for herself and the rest of the queens to get paid more for their additional hours of work Mm. so everyone got paid more except for jasmine masters because she left oh, see. <laughs> because at this time when she was talking to you know chandel was talking to the producers is when her and jasmine had the confrontation like jasmine had no idea what was going on so so that is shangela's side of the story is basically that she was gonna be late every the production knew she was gonna be late and it was something that was already That's discussed. It. Yeah, but maybe just Jasmine didn't know and for some reason felt like she was the um, the director or the talent manager for the day or something. Yikes. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like a little messy to me, but I mean, I guess I believe Shangela. I don't know. Like, I just... Shangela seems more rational. Yeah, so... <laughs> Shangela seems more rational and things like, oh, I lobbied and got us, you know, more money. That's not something you just lie about because the other queens are going to be like, um, where was that check? So the fact that right. nobody challenged that, you know, that that basically says it's true. So there you go. Yeah. And... There you go, queens. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't... Like, too, like, Shangela, I'm sure, is way more busy than Jasmine as far as, like, bookings and stuff go. So, (laughs) (laughs) I believe Shangela. I don't know. Yeah, I believe Shangela for sure. I mean, Jasmine does stay busy. She was in Seattle recently, I believe, but I'm a hermit, so I don't go to drag shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the the side of that story. We kind of got a little bit of a wrap up with our talk about the Vixen and her comments about Kevin Hart because Miss um, Ellen DeGeneres had Kevin Hart on the show and... Basically, they kind of talked it out. Kevin said, you know, I've apologized. I have stopped making these kinds of jokes. Um, He kind of said he stepped down because he didn't want to, like, tarnish the Oscars, basically, because even if he had apologized, there would sort of be like a black cloud over it Mm -hmm. because it got kept being made such a big deal. Mm -hmm. So he kind of removed himself from the situation. And, you know, he was bummed because hosting the Oscars was like one of his bucket list items or whatever Mm -hmm. so watching that interview i felt like 
Kevin Hart really kind of understood the ramifications of what he was saying. And I was like on board and I was like, all right, like, cool. Like, I'm fine with you, Kevin Hart. So then I guess now the Oscars and ABC are like saying they're open to having Kevin Hart come host if he expresses interest in it. But then you have queens like Don Lemon and he said it was kind of saying his opinion and stating that Ellen DeGeneres doesn't speak for the entire community so once I heard Don speak I was like okay like this is a side of the story that I could not know about Mm -hmm. because he's a black gay man and so he was kind of sharing his perspective from that Mm -hmm. angle and so I don't know it was his was really interesting like we retweeted it I don't necessarily I don't feel like I really have to like go into all the details so if you are interested in more details about what he said it was very interesting and now like I'm kind of conflicted because (laughs) I'm like I don't know I see like this interview and Kevin Hart seems sincerely like you know like that he doesn't want to like make these problematic jokes anymore he seemed remorseful yeah he did and in this in this time he did seem remorseful because I remember we talked like in past times he's talked about it he'd never really apologized and didn't seem sorry but now he does I gen he genuinely seems like he's learned so I was like ready to like move on and then you have people like Don Lemon kind of enlightening me about a side of the story that I didn't even think about and I'm like oh shit like I don't know what what we do about where we go from here so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out I guess yeah I guess we'll see if he ends up hosting and what else is said by everyone yes all right so enough of tying up loose ends why don't we go ahead and get into the recap all right you guys welcome back to the honest tea spill of the week like i said we will be talking about episode four this week and girl i'm sure we all have lots of opinions on what (laughs) happened in this episode (laughs) so we'll start at the top with the bottom gia gun she has gone home sorry gia thanks for coming (laughs) yeah miss gia is no more she went out she um i don't know if she kissed the mirror but there were no like farah farah fumbles anywhere yeah (laughs) she went out very put together and classy miss gia she did so then uh, uh i thought it was interesting next time they kind of set it up and they were like uh with manila saying you know next time i think i'm going to eliminate whoever i see fit whoever best fits into how i'm gonna play the game because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this happens every season right it's like the queens are like we didn't all come on here and say that we're all gonna vote the same and do it one way so this is what's happening again and manila you know being the vet and as sharp as she is it's like why wouldn't i knock out a valentina yeah I mean, as much as I didn't want to see Valentina go, go home, like it would have just been so interesting to see it happen and to see what would happen after. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this episode is kind of foreshadowing because at the end you have, you know, Latrice in the bottom and that's Manila's best friend. And so it's like, well, is she going to just save Latrice because that's her friend? Did Latrice even deserve to go home? Like, was she deserving? I mean, we'll get into that more detail later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's kind of foreshadowing. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. yeah, I thought it was interesting for sure. Like, I think eventually on these all-star seasons, like we're going to see something like epic happen eventually. Like somebody's going to like eliminate somebody that clearly should be there. 
So <laughs> I don't know if it takes like a couple more seasons or maybe we'll see it this season still. But yeah, I was like, definitely at some point it's going to get cutthroat. <laughs> Absolutely. So the next day, we all have the queens coming in. Obviously, this has been like a theme of our podcast is disgusting. I'm sorry. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Is disgusting. <laughs> all right. It's disgusting. Valentina's entrance to the world. <laughs> oh. Can we talk about her look? Maybe what do you think her look was called? Um, I don't know. Catwoman's flamey country brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like. 70s gay pimp or something uh, yeah that's that, a better that's a better fit really i think it's like a mixture of the two like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like so ridiculous she just waits to come in last so she can just show off like and have her extra moment but <laughs> it's also like really funny too it is really funny because <laughs> like it's like so extra it's like normally i would be bothered like by a queen doing it but for some reason because it's valentina it just like works it's just that <laughs> quirk about her you never know what she's gonna do or say and it's just like entertainment gold every time right because she has her like other moment like come later in the episode she's like you know telling where all of her pieces of like <laughs> clothing are from uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> uh, it's so. it's like we get episode one like every episode with her <laughs> uh, yeah the entrance looks are pretty fun i'm just saying that's so true so then we find out that the challenge today is a court show themed challenge called Jersey Justice. Jersey Justice will be hosted by Michelle Visage. Yes. She will be the quote unquote judge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> order in the court. Yeah, order in the court, honey. <laughs> um <laughs> I objectify. <laughs> I objectify. <laughs> to quote Dave Chappelle. I plead the fifth. <laughs> F-I-F. Fifth. <laughs> Anyways, so they split into... <laughs> I'm already stressed out just thinking about talking about this. Um, So <laughs> they split into teams of two, two, and three. Uh-huh. And the first up is... um. Well, the first they kind of show the rehearsals. And we can see valentina like struggling to i guess get her character together oh like in the preview yeah, like her accent was like didn't make any sense for jersey like yeah <laughs> oh yeah i was yeah, very concerned clip, for sorry. her at that point <laughs> i'm on the same page now yeah that whole thing was really awkward it was like oh my gosh girl you better like pull it together yeah trini's like you want to switch because i can do whatever you want me to do like whatever you're gonna feel more comfortable yeah trinity's like you are we are not fucking this up no but it was also like kind of crazy because then we got to see her talking head and she went on like full-on psychotic like pulling like looking like down and kind of like looking like a demon and like pulling on her beret yeah yeah that was intense yeah that was hilarious actually (laughs) it was funny but also kind of uncomfortable to watch (laughs) (laughs) i actually told stoney i was like we should use that as the intro to the episode her going crazy yeah (laughs) (laughs) it'd be hilarious i don't know yeah she was looking a little bit crazy (laughs) 
<laughs> but um so now it's time for jersey justice do you think that michelle was typecast as the judge on the show i felt like yeah i don't know i felt like the challenge was basically made for michelle or maybe it was michelle's idea or something uh-huh because it was just like basically michelle visage like yeah wasn't her judge <laughs> gown like leopard print i think so yeah she and she said that was her favorite print in the runway judge yeah favorite she said color. yeah leopard prints her favorite color <laughs> yeah so i was like girl well i guess i'll say she was then yeah also like sorry side note is i just remembered the other piece of tea that i wanted to say about gia guns <laughs> sidebar Uh-oh. um so if you notice this whole like the first four episodes so far rue hasn't done any like um walking around the workroom and like talking with the girls while they're getting ready and uh-huh. stuff so i think they haven't included that because last episode for snatch game rue was going around and talking to all the girls and i guess her and gia got into a confrontation because oh. gia thought that the reason g was on the show was to was to basically kind of have trans representation because rue had been criticized by it so i think they got into some kind of confrontation about that and i don't know if that had any part in her going home or what but that's part of the reason why you know during promo and even now we see gia very critical of rupaul because there was like some sort of confrontation that of course they won't show so i'm wondering if they haven't included talking head stuff from RuPaul just because of what happened in this fourth episode. So they don't want it to seem off. Maybe. Interesting. I hadn't heard like any of that. Me either. It's all the tea. I haven't listened to the interview, but I guess um, I think on race chasers, Alaska and Willem's podcast, you know, Willem knows all the tea. So they had Gia as a guest and I guess that's Gia kind of told the story there. So I probably need to go listen to it. I'm just like, behind on my podcast <laughs> but i'm very interested See, that's kind of crazy because the watch a pack in with gia like michelle visage was basically like saying the whole time like oh you know like part of the reason you're on the show is because like to give you know the trans community a voice and that type of thing and like be able to tell your story so it like surprises mm-hmm. me that Gio was saying that just because Michelle was kind of like basically on board with it. Right. But this is also after Gio was eliminated off the show too. Okay. You know, and Michelle, you know, always has Rue's back, of course, but she also has her own agenda and she is very much an activist for the LGBT community. So maybe they just didn't include it because Rue didn't want to have that conversation on television or something like that. But I thought that was really interesting. That is maybe more will come out on it as it develops. I hope so anyways, so continuing on with Jersey justice, for some reason, Stacy Lane Matthews was still there as the stenographer. <laughs> oh, I know. I was thinking that I was like, is this going to be an ongoing thing throughout the season? Like just random Stacy Lane Matthews I'm, inserts. I'm here for it. Like, to be honest, <laughs> I'm over it. Really? <laughs> I'm going to boot that. No, give Stacy her, her, uh, part on the show. Girl, she can be on the next season of All Stars or something. I don't know. Maybe they're building her up to be or something like that. Like, maybe she's just on every single episode (laughs) till the end of the season. They're like, well, I guess we'll just put her on the next All Stars. She's been on every episode this fourth season. (laughs) I mean, might as well, right? Or they give her the crown or something. (laughs) I don't know, girl. I'm over it. 
Anyways, moving on, let's talk about the first group, Manila and Naomi. What do you guys think of their skit? So my first thought is they did well. Manila definitely stole the show. Um, Naomi had the look down. I wasn't like too big of a fan of the accent. I, I get what she was trying to do, like something very like big Ange, mafia wives kind of thing, mob wives. But it just wasn't working for me. But as a group, they did great. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought that the skit like overall was kind of like not that funny to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like I didn't really <laughs> yeah. find it to that to be that funny, but I did laugh when Manila like walked into the the bar or whatever when she first walked in. Like uh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and at the end when she was like barking like a dog. <laughs> It was also really hilarious. Yeah, that part was funny. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. Like, Manila was just very fun to watch in this, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, Naomi was fun to watch, too. She just never had any, like, scene-stealing scene moments, really. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll save it till the end. Anyways. Thoughts, queen? I'm just, like, trying to... I'm trying to be as positive as I can until we <laughs> get through all these Uh-oh. groups. <laughs> um, so the next group is Monique, Latrice, and Monet. And this is the one about the cake and um, the message that was written on it. <laughs> yeah, the incorrect message was on the cake. And it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a wedding cake, right? And the message was wrong. Yeah. And the color of the little wedding. But they put white people. Yeah, the color of the little the cake, cake people were wrong. <laughs> Just a mess of a cake. Yeah. It was really interesting to me. I mean, well, overall, I thought... I mean, I was, I'll was. i just be honest. I wasn't really sold on any of the skits, like, being great. <laughs> so, to me, I was just like, nothing really that great happened in this. Latrice was kind of playing a backseat role in this skit. Monet kind of comes in halfway and she didn't do anything really funny until the very, very end with, with her and Monique's like little makeout was like really funny though. Yeah. <laughs> like their little kiss. <laughs> I thought like Monique definitely did the best. You can tell that she was giving it her all and I was really expecting more from Latrice because okay, you're on a team and you want to make sure you're not overstepping or whatever but you still have to stand out and like you're on all stars or on RuPaul's drag race. You have to try to win. And she wasn't, right. she wasn't doing any of that. And then Monet just was kind of flat, but she had it a little harder because she came in, you know, not knowing what's going on and she just has to jump in. Right. And Monet's kind of loud too. So to me, her coming in late, I didn't think that that would for her shouldn't have been it shouldn't have been like really a hindrance for her but it really was like I thought that Monet would really succeed in this challenge a lot mm-hmm. I thought Latrice would do well in this challenge also because she was so funny in the skits in her season yeah. you know I just kind of wonder wonder is Latrice not funny anymore you think maybe she's just kind of like in chill queen mode she just wants to look glamorous and I mean it, I don't know like I don't know if it, maybe it was the skits this season like it they just weren't good but i feel like she definitely like screwed up the snatch game of love like because that's up to you to pick whatever character you want but i don't know right. like i definitely feel like she bombed this uh skit um so yeah i'm not really sure what's up with her this season but did she, i mean i mean i'm not saying she did the best but did she bomb it or is monique just so damn loud and crazy <laughs> that it's hard for anybody to keep up with her well i don't think that you know monique was doing a lot but it wasn't anything that she wasn't you know 
encouraging her teammates to join in on you know if it's kind of like a team skit kind of presentation like jump in where you can and i also wonder too like i would be curious it would be curious to know like how this all gets set up like are they given any lines or do they actually just like get the character like synopsis and then they have to like come up with the lines because i'm wondering like did monique like maybe write more than what Latrice did or maybe like Latrice gave more lines to Monique because like she just stole the show basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, it looked like the typical challenge where it's like, you know, you get the character list and it dis- with descriptions so that you can pick which one you want to be. And then they give you lines and stuff like that. So to me, it kind of, it looked like that. I mean, I don't know for sh- or sure. You know, I can't tell you But to me, it seems like in this skit, especially, it seems like Monique knew what she needed to do. It looked like Latrice was hanging back because there was some sort of direction in the script or she was waiting for all of Monique's lines to be over. So I I didn't see the fire in Latrice's eyes like I had seen her like in in the other acting challenges. Mm -hmm. But I mean, all of these skits were like really bad. The stories were lacking I mean, it just, they were really, it's like shining a turd, basically. Like, uh, every group. No group had a really great story. I'm not trying to make excuses for Latrice or anything. But all of these stories were bad. I hated this challenge. I'm just going to say, I hated this challenge. Yeah, the challenge was not fun for me, really. It was just kind of like, meh. Like, I kind of, I feel the same way, but I'm just kind of like, well, this challenge should be, in theory, like, really fun. But it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It should have been fun, but it's like, that's what makes me think that they're given like lines and directions and stuff like that because a lot of the queens that are left that were doing these are funny queens. So the fact that it was also like a monotone and not funny just kind of really makes me think that it's like they were just working with what they could what they got basically. Yeah, and I mean, we could say that but I don't know, devil's advocate. If you have like two lines, like you better make sure that line delivery is like the best. Like you still bring your best. You know, that energy has to be right. there and that drive and fire has to be there. And yeah, because it just wasn't for her. I mean, I thought Monique did really well in the fact that like, I don't know if like it was her line or not, but like the whole thing, like she was just always in character. Like when she was like, oh, I objectify. Or even like when she got like hit in the face with the cake, like how she was just like rolling around and like, like yelling and stuff. Like she didn't like lose her focus. Like (laughs) like stuff like that's hilarious. I don't know. Like, I just thought she did. She was able to like have the character like be alive unlike like the others just felt mm-hmm. like a little robotic or yeah. like forced stiff right and kind of just to go back kind of what Jamal was saying is about like if you only have a couple lines you have to make it count i mean that was definitely present in last season with trinity when she was in the what was it the the some the glamtron skit where she came at, in at the very end she only had a couple oh, lines yeah. but she really did steal the scene mm-hmm. in that so, I mean, I agree with what Jamal is saying. So Latrice should have t- made the most of what she had. I don't think that she did. I guess just to wrap up this conversation, let's just talk about Valentina and Trinity's skit about um, Snooki and... Oh, God, I just hated it. I hated this one the most. This was the one I hated the most. This one was kind of rough because I think, like, at judging, they said it right. Like, um, Trinity we know is like funny and like now she knows she can kind of be classified as a comedy queen, but 
the right word for this was stalled. It just kind of felt like it didn't go anywhere. And you can kind of feel them working through it. Valentina was funny. Like her expressions and her mannerisms were hilarious. But ugh, it was kind of like rough to get through, like visually and watching it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Valentina was that funny. She appears to be more funny when they show the highlight reel, when they're judging them on the runway. Those moments that they were showing, I was like, okay, I guess Valentina wasn't that bad. But when I'm like, then I'm like, wait, I remember the whole skit and it just wasn't that funny to me i mean she was in character i'll give her that she was in character the whole time i just i don't know yeah it was just hard i for mean me. i thought the problem with that skit was i felt like trinity you know generally is really funny but i again i just felt like all of her lines were like just very forced like it didn't feel natural yeah. at all mm-hmm. and then um valentine i thought was a little bit better because i don't know but valentina does this thing where she can kind of like have these like weird ass like facial expressions and like it makes it funnier than what it really is yeah. kind of like Alyssa edwards or something yeah yeah um yeah that's so, what i enjoyed yeah so i think that always helps her and i did really laugh like when she was like dumping or trying to find like her birth certificate and dumped out like her purse and it was like all this shit that just came out <laughs> like <laughs> and her look was really good yeah i mean i mean it's not surprising to me that Valentina would be good because she's been doing the telenovela challenge this whole entire competition. <laughs> like, so this whole comp, this whole season so far has been one giant skit for her. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know. It was just, it was, it was not good. I think this is going to be remembered as one of the least entertaining challenges in general yeah i agree at least for me and this is no this doesn't this is no disrespect to any of the queens on the show this is production this is my critique of production because i i think that they did the best with what they could do mm-hmm. and when latrice said it could have been any of us in the bottom i agree because no one was that great except for maybe manila I did like Manila. <laughs> yes. Then moving on, we have uh, just Naomi's look. Our butterflies still in fashion. <laughs> did we want to briefly touch on that <laughs> outfit choice? Oh, I don't know. Like I thought, I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I just kind of moved on. I thought it was funny. She was poking fun at Asia. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? I'm so slow. Oh, I think okay. so. I missed that too then. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw the butterflies. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, girl, I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I love the commentary. There's a lot of commentary. <laughs> um, like, especially in the cake skit, there was like the, you know, they even talked about it in the reunion from season 10 with um, with the Vixen. You know, RuPaul's was saying, eat the cake anime. Oh. And... They were eating cake and one of the characters was anime. So it's like there were definitely like lots of references throughout this whole episode. And it's like sometimes it just gets to be a little too much when they throw that many references at you. (laughs) Damn. Well, nice job catching them because I did not. I don't know. I just do what I can, girl. I'm just one person. (laughs) (laughs) So um, next we have like this discussion about like everyone's after seeing the skit, everyone's a little bit worried about Latrice's performance and they're like, Oh girl, she's going to go home. And Valentina and Trinity are talking about it. And Valentina was like, yeah, girl, like, I would send you home <laughs> over Latrice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is like another part of like, um, you know, going back to the queens all deciding or not deciding how to vote when it comes to who's in the bottom, because Trinity is really sticking up for, you know, fairness. Like we should just go off of performance. 
it makes the most sense. It's easiest. And, um, you know, just go that route. But, you know, Valentina's kind of just like Manila and Valentina. She's like, I could send home a strong player. Like, of course, I would send you home. (laughs) Well, also, too, it was kind of shady because last week Trinity was like, girl, you have to be here. Like, you deserve to be here. And then this week, Valentina's like, I would send you home, Trinity. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Definitely Valentina, <laughs> for <is>. sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, right, exactly. That's where I was going, is that Gia was kind of the villain, and now that Gia's gone, maybe we're going to have Valentina come out. <laughs> oh, no. Ah, she's coming. It's fine, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm here for it. I want to see what happens, but... It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, Valentina's shade is definitely hilarious. It is. Bring it on. So moving on, we are going to go to the runway. So to start the runway discussion, how do we feel about RuPaul's look? I was confused by this whole thing. I was like, (laughs) is this Dr. Quinn medicine woman? Like, what's going on? I know. I didn't. I love the hair. I love the hair. I love the colors and the makeup. Um, I could have done without like the boots leggings things like you know save that for maybe like yeah. on the boots episode I don't know I could have done without that and just maybe like a sickening heel or shoe yeah I all of the fabric that she's wearing was very like costume looked like cheap right it comes off very like high school musical Muppets. Yeah, like I was so distracted by all of all the different fabrics and various levels of, of shine and like <laughs> textures. I don't know. Also, I couldn't figure out what the runway challenge was <laughs> until it was over. So <laughs> that was another issue I had. No, I got it. It's like curves, right? Like padded for the gods, whatever. But yeah, but the problem was, I mean, I got it at the end. I felt like a lot of the queens like had different ideas in mind, like what that meant. Yeah, different so it was just like all the there were a lot of cool looks, but everyone it just was a clusterfuck, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm trying so hard to enjoy this season, but it's just such a mess. Like. <laughs> So far, it's been a really bumpy ride, right? <laughs> it's been a very bumpy ride. And part of me is sad because unless something like changes, this is going to be known as like the worst All-Star season. <laughs> well, hopefully it's also kind of like as a viewer, it's like, oh, no, like is RuPaul's Drag Race running out of juice? Well, like We can't have that. I wouldn't say it's the worst. Well, I mean, I don't know. It maybe is the worst, <laughs> but... I guess what I'm saying is... We just don't count All-Stars 1. Yeah. This is... But out of the last three All-Stars... It's probably... It's the worst. But I would say, though, still with that in mind, like, if you take, like, the top four queens of this season, I would put them up against the top four on the other seasons. Like, as far as, like, being good queens. Like, because think about it. If you have, like, Trinity, like, um, Manila, like, just those two alone, like, I feel like could would have leg to stand on against like the other top queens in those seasons yeah well right i mean my issue really isn't with the queens or who's on the season i think my issue is just with the production yeah what they're doing yeah i really don't think my issue is with who was on the season i agree completely it's nor it's not the queens it's more of like seth said the production like the types of challenges uh the remixes here and there it's just ugh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, the runway categories have kind of sucked this season. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
it's like next week is going to be like McDonald's Happy Meal or something. Like it just, there's nothing, they're not giving them anything like cool. Here's recycled eleganza. What bitch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like here's a challenge we've been doing for the last 12 seasons. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They need, maybe it's just because they've been filming so many seasons. Back like they're back. like running out of ideas, but like, girl, you better like run a brainstorming session or something. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that could definitely be it. Cause to me, it's like the start of all the disorganized and like confusing television was with the Hollis Lay episode, mm-hmm. and then ever since then, it's been kind of like, what am I watching? Like as a viewer, I don't always understand like what I'm watching, and like why my why do I feel like held back by what's happening in the show? Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't this, this is all stars? Like, we should be seeing, like, crazy cool, like, outstanding moments. And I'm not seeing it. Yeah, we should be leveling up. So why aren't we taking it to that next level? Yeah, I just think they need more, like, I don't know. The categories, what, they've had Boots was one of them. And then the other was, yeah. what was the other one? Boots the House Down. I don't even remember. Because the first episode, they didn't have right. a category. Exactly. Yeah, so it was just like, what the fuck? Like, I think the first one was Walk Down the Runway. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was the theme of the week. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we definitely, Anyways, we definitely need better I'm categories. Just frustrated. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. get it because it's just like, oh, well, that was fun. We just watched Drag Race. Whereas before, it was like you're more excited to hop on the Twitter and see what the people are saying. Right, because all the drama is cute, and that's what's making me like hold on for the season. But to me, it's like seems like they've been making it more like a uh, reality show, less focused on categories and like cohesive like challenges. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is, I guess, girl. But <laughs> like I like I said, I'm I haven't given up yet. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out. I'm hoping for a swing in, in, the, in the timeline of events here, but we'll yeah, see. we will see. All right, let's talk about some runway looks. Now we've talked about RuPaul. I express my frustration <laughs> so <laughs> feel like i can move on now i had my little valentina moment I guess. <laughs> how do you guys feel about manila's look so i thought that you know like stoney was saying there's like a ton of interpretations with this of um this category interpretations from the queens so with manila's look we saw more of the padding and the fabric not necessarily the body and you know it was cute but i think what the judges wanted was that kind of like padded over exaggerated body adi adi look and that's not what everybody Mm -hmm. gave but you know this was this was (laughs) cute i mean i think the hair could have been different it's my only critique well yeah because having the category be curves and swerves is basically like saying the category is being a drag queen yeah that yeah, and that's what I hate is because with this category, it's so like open to, you know, the drag queen's interpretation. So like at this point, like I feel like I can't really I can't knock somebody for like being like, oh, well, it's not how I saw like what curves and swerves was. So like to me, Manila's look was really good. <laughs> Like, and that was her yeah. interpretation oh, yeah. on it. So, like... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm definitely judging on look, yeah. not the execution. It's not even, like, her fault because production gave her, like, a shitty category. Like, she just slayed, a, slayed it how she wanted to slay it. So... Yeah. 
to me she looked like a giant chanel purse i was like because yes. the stitching on the dress yes. and everything yeah i thought um, the same chanel raja made a really good point on fashion photo review that he wished like the hair was a little bit different because um he was saying something about like her having pigtails or something which i thought oh that would be kind of cute pigtails actually pigtails are very tall kind of like updo yeah i could see the tall like give, giving a little bit more volume yeah. but this is also that's her signature hair color yes i mean we saw her in pigtails last week and that wasn't cute so <laughs> me- <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point that's a great point sorry raja <laughs> like i'm not on the show but <laughs> that's my two cents um <laughs> What do you guys think about Trinity the Tuck? Oh my gosh, this was just like action figure, Barbie doll realness. I love the hair. The outfit was really cool. It looked like she was in motion even if she was standing still. So um, the makeup was on point. Very cool. She was walking like a doll or whatever. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, I thought this was my favorite of the night by far. I think for me it was the hair more than anything like so i just cool. thought the hair was so cool looking yeah we've seen alaska in that hair before that style mm-hmm. and it's looked really good on alaska yeah i did remember that moment as well i love when drag queens do hair like this so i'm on board stony <laughs> <laughs> all right what about naomi smalls i thought that you know again the padding this wasn't anything over exaggerated we can see that she you know, borrowed Monet Exchange's ass and put it in her dress. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was her padding. But um, I thought this was a cute little interpretation, like her look in general, I guess, the like kind of Stepford housewife, old Stepford housewife, um, burnt the pie. She's crying, her apron's yeah, burnt. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it girl. was interesting. Like I thought she definitely had the curve in there with the ass. Um, And I like that she had like a little story to tell and like, you know, with the burnt pie and everything. So I liked it. Very smart positioning the pie, like giving the pie a handle because she was kind of free to do more of those motions. Yeah. Her look wasn't like sickening, I would say, but she told a story. story. And to me, that's everything. So, so while it's not like a top standout look, especially for swerves and curves, I think that I, I think we can give her a pass because she told us a story. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. All right. Should we talk about another queen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or should we take a quick break because I need a refill? Oh, a refill sounds good. Yeah, let's take a break. Should we do a refill? Okay. I know it's not going to be alcohol, but I mean, I'm thirsty, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting literal tea. Are you thirsty, Stony, <laughs> for some more tea please stop (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys we'll be right back (laughs) hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right. Welcome back, queens. Is your thirst satisfied? Yes. So quenched. So satisfied. So curved. So swerved. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I'm the curviest swerviest. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
Oh gosh. It's not about the size of the curve. It's about the motion in the ocean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So I strategically picked a breaking point because I'm at my breaking point <laughs> with Valentina's runway look. <laughs> Oh no. Uh oh. Before I get into it and start raging, do you guys have anything you guys would like to say? Uh, okay, so this look, I. Okay, this is open to interpretation, this category. <laughs> so again, the queens didn't really know like what the judges wanted. So Valentina gave you avant garde, you know, couture. It's like the dress is turned inside out. You see everything under the padding that makes up the queen. You know, even not having the hair on, just kind of all the pieces that go in to make these, you know, beautiful runways that we're used to seeing. So I liked this. I thought it was artful. So I did not like this look. And let me tell you why. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, a twist. Granted, okay, so I'm not like somebody that's like very like artsy. Like I'm not like, you know, going to like art studios and like looking at abstract paintings all day. So this is my like, you know, perspective. Yeah. So (laughs) I just didn't think like, I thought I didn't get it at first. Like when I watched her come down the runway, I'm like, what is this? And I just thought it looked like messy and it didn't make any sense to me. Then I watched fashion photo review and I was like, okay, well I get what they're saying. Like Raja was kind of explaining a little bit like, you know, this is like avant-garde or something. And I was like, okay. Very high fashion. To me, it's like, if you have to like explain to everyone what it is and like all these things, then like to me that it's a failure. Like it's the same (laughs) thing with like, Monet's like sponge dress like I like that's what I was thinking it was like Monet like had this like grand concept in her head and then like did the sponge dress and we were like okay there's bubbles on your head dress is separate well I know but I'm just saying that like it's not like a one-for-one comparison but I'm just saying because all of us queens have different reference points so if you're not a high fashion educated queen you're just not I just thought Valentina like she tried really hard to like step out of the box and she like failed at it. Like, like to me, it was just like, she was trying to do something like milk did like on her all-star season that I hated. So that's where for me, I was just like over it. Like I just didn't like it. I don't know. I liked it. If you're a judge (laughs) on that show and you don't understand (laughs) references and where this stuff is coming from, then IDK. Well, let me tell you, I do appreciate avant-garde outfits, and this was no Sasha Velour. (laughs) This look, I guess, if you want to call it that, was a look. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gia. (laughs) Uh, Like, (laughs) I'm not buying it, Gia. Um, (laughs) But, okay, so here's the thing. I understand her concept, Uh, It took a lot of explaining, and like Naomi's outfit, I understood what she was trying to say. It wasn't a fabulous outfit, but I knew her whole story, and she didn't have to sell it to me. I feel like they're really trying to sell me Valentina's look with Raja, with, you know, Valentina, and it's just, I'm not buying it. That look, 
was interesting, but for curves and swerves, that was a miss. That was for sure a swerve from the right direction. (laughs) And (laughs) I mean, it's interesting, yes, to do that, but to come on the runway with no hair, like you're not Bob the Drag Queen, honey. (laughs) Now, I will say that when I when I saw the look, I was like, this is definitely not curvy or swervy, but it's it's like a good editorial look. Had this look I forgot. Maybe it was. Maybe they said it in um in uh what's the T or whatever the show's called with um Trixie and then this week's guest was Kim Chi. I don't know if you guys watched that. Oh no, it was great. Kim Chi came dressed as a teddy bear. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> like it, she looked like a teddy bear on a pillow. It was amazing. Anyways, <laughs> but I think that oh got it. Oh yeah. So that they were saying was that had she elevated the look a little bit more, then it would have been good. I think if it was a different category or something like yeah. that, then maybe it would have worked out yeah. well better. But honestly, it just looked to Michael's arts and crafts for me, and I was not into that look. I was like, literally all my notes said were, what the fuck is Valentina wearing? <laughs> like, I couldn't even write her name before I was angry. <laughs> Go back to Michael's where you belong. No. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> no. Whatever. Okay. I so, just didn't get it. Rage over. <laughs> I mean, I'm the biggest Valentina fan and I was just kind of confused, but I I will admit I'm not like a big fashion forward person, so maybe I just don't get it. It's above my head or something. I don't know. Well, I see myself as a fashion guru. And um, I think that this look was tragic. Uh Uh-oh. Guru. Boot. 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 Abort the mission. (laughs) Who's next? Next, let's talk about Monique Hart. (laughs) Uh, Another mixed review look, I'm sure. I actually like the shape and the silhouette of this. Like, I love the drama of this outfit. It kind of gives me, like, Evil Queen vibes if you're watching, like, Once Upon a Time or something. But, Mm -hmm. you know, lucky for her, the shape saved it. We've got to stop with the brown cow. Like, we get it. Like, you know, she could have given us another dramatic print or just, like, a super stunning solid color with some texture. And it's just, oh, she is a brown cow. (laughs) Wait, are you telling me that this is brown cow stunning? I think, yes. This might be another level of brown cow stunning. I I feel like this is brown cow stunning. I'm not it, sure. I guess so. <laughs> I just... <laughs> ugh. Stoney, do you think this is brown cow stunning? Yes, it's so brown cow stunning. <laughs> I'm just like over it. I think it's like, great. Can we stop with the brown cow already? Like, <laughs> I just don't care. Like, it was a cute moment in season 10, but it actually wasn't even the cutest Monique moment. Like, there were so many other moments that I would choose over brown cow stunning. Yeah. And I just felt like the look was cheapened by her doing the brown cow thing. Like had she done something else, like then I would have been like, Oh, this is a cool look. But instead I was annoyed. Super fair. (laughs) But like, if it's not brown cow stunning, does it even matter? Is really the question. I think we need to ask ourselves. Maybe next episode we'll see Monique come out with a sponge dress and then Monet wear brown cow stunning. Wouldn't that be a plot twist? (laughs) Oh shit. Mind blown. Yeah, plot twist. All right, next we have 
Latrice. So what do you guys think? On a scale of one to brown cow stunning, <laughs> what do you think it was? I think this was just um, whole milk before the chocolate cocoa is added. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just sitting there to myself and I was like, is this brown cow stunning? <laughs> I mean, that's really the standard of comparison here. I mean, this look wasn't like... <laughs> she looked pretty, right? And it, the challenge was curves and swerves. So, you know, we do know that Miss Latrice cinched. So we had that curvy, swervy illusion. But it was just kind of like, eh, it's a pageant queen. I mean, it wasn't bad, though. Like, the no. problem I have is, like, everyone else fucked up. And then, like, we're going to, like, punish Latrice for just, like, being normal. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is also similar to what they said, what Latrice, I'm not sorry, what Kim Chi and Trixie were saying is that's like a pretty typical look that we're used to seeing from Latrice and it's all stars. So I think they're expecting like something they different like to, that you haven't yeah, necessarily seen. They want them seen. out of their comfort yeah, zone and, and, I, and I, pushing, them, pushing them old. I do get that. I, re- I do think that it was super basic for all stars. Like we need a little bit more than that, but... I also think like, but Latrice looked good. Yeah, she did. Look she good. did. I want to say she definitely that. looked gorgeous. I really liked her she look. looked so gorgeous. But I think it was I, just a little basic. Yeah, like I don't think there was anything wrong with it, other than it was just like basic for all stars. But I, when I say that, I'm also like annoyed that Monique just keeps doing brown cow things, and then Monet, <laughs> right. like Monet's looks are generally disappointing for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> So yeah, not this week, but I don't know. Latrice, I was a little worried about the finish of her dress. Like it was a little reminiscent of uh, the sponge dress being a little too long on Monet last season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that that's just maybe me being too little too nitpicky, but I do love, I loved her dress. I'm just going to be honest as basic as it was. I loved her look. No. Yeah. I mean, constructive criticism. Latrice is on my fantasy league team. So I need all of my team members to come correct. And she did not. Yes. They have to come in formation. That's right. God. <laughs> come on, ladies. <laughs> Let's get information. <laughs> Please. All right. So last but not least, Monet exchange. What do you think? So this is cute. You know, it went with the theme. I thought it was funny, the like Kim Kardashian twist. Um, yeah. I was like, of course, I'm like anti-Kardashian. So I gave Stoney a, a quick history of where that actually came <laughs> from. And yeah. it was a comedian's black female comedian called Samore, and she was on the Queens of Comedy at old HBO special. And um, she made a joke about, you know, those big ass ladies walking through the clubs and people are just sitting their drinks on their ass and they don't even know it's there <laughs> because their ass is so huge. So I was like, Paper Magazine got that. Custonia brought up, you know, Paper Magazine. That was their doing. It's like, well, Paper yep. Magazine referenced Samore and Queens of Comedy. So. Let's not get twisted. But it was cute. Know you know, good job, Monet. That's right. Yeah. Do your homework. When she I mean, walked out, I was just like, holy crap. She's wearing a dress and it doesn't look bad and it's cut right. I was like, fuck. <laughs> losing my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I props to Monet. Like, she had a good look and it was funny. So she did good. Yeah. It was a little arts and craftsy just like because the cup was like so shaky on the back. But I mean, the story, right? What are you going to do? 
Yeah, it's a story. We got the story. Can't fault her for that. Yeah, she only, she only gets like, uh, I don't know, marks against her because it's Kim Kardashian. So Yes, girl. Right. Come on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we find out that the top two are Monique and Manila. What are you guys' thoughts? Do they deserve their spots? I definitely think um, they both did. You know, Manila stood out again in the challenge, just performance-wise, so that's fair, and it's Manila. You know, her runway was safe, but she looked great, again, with the signature hair, and I think Monique really stepped it up, so good for her. She got her 10,000 coins, as, you know, we find out later, but yeah, I think they both deserve. Yeah, I think Manila for sure should have been there. Monique was definitely top tier. I don't know with the brown cow thing, like maybe like I would be annoyed and not put her on the top. <laughs> right. But I thought the same. I'm not going to make too many complaints. <laughs> yeah. While I didn't appreciate the brown cow stunning aspect of her look, <laughs> the shape itself was really nice. Was it brown cow stunning? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on a scale from one to brown cow stunning, I feel like we got there, you know? Well, like, I feel like (laughs) this is like the end of, I just hope it's, this is the end of brown cow stunning. Like we saw her on season 10. It was the shittiest brown cow stunning we've ever seen. (laughs) And then now (laughs) we've like hit our finale with the most amazing brown cow stunning outfit ever. So no more brown cows. (laughs) Great, great argument. You know, if she gets to the finale, she's going to be brown cow stunning all over again, girl. Stop. No, no, I refuse. Take it back. This cannot be manifested. Brown cow stunning is forever, girl. It's like diamonds. She just comes out in a cow suit. Yeah. Speaking of Monique's looks, uh, I was DMing with our All Right Mary friends, and they sent me a picture that was very reminiscent of Monique's look that we did not like last week. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So they sent me a look, uh, a picture of this look, and it's actually uh, one of their uh, listeners, I believe, found it, and it was actually a look reference that was from the runway in 2017 from an artist uh alexandra vautier Mm. so i'm gonna this is the look oh oh cool i see so it's base it's very reminiscent of monique's look i don't know if that is what monique was referencing wow nice catch mary's thanks all right mary's mary's (laughs) yeah but where were the wolf boots the wolf boots aren't there yeah, her shoes were actually nice on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I know uh, all the All Right Mary people, I think they like the boots. They, I don't know. I'm they sorry, think- Beachella just snatched my wig. Like, if I'm going to see some furry, fringy boots, they better look like that, bitches. Exactly. No one can beat Beyonce, so nice try, girl. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now let's discuss the bottom two, Latrice Royale and Monet Exchange. Oh, so we are an all-stars. I think when it comes down to who's in the bottom, it comes a huge, huge, huge weight on the, you know, that decision is the performance and the challenge. And like the judges said, you know, 
Monique stole the show, but they kind of just let her, you know, Monique just stayed in character. She wasn't doing anything that was intrusive or overstepping the other queens. They just didn't bring it like she was bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were all on the same team, you know, Latrice, Monet, and Monique. And Monique won, and her team's in the bottom. The problem is, this episode, I feel like, was such a shit show, like, that it's like, oh, like, they're in the bottom, like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I guess I just don't really have, like, (laughs) I'm not that passionate about it, because everyone else was kind of just like, oh, whatever. I guess I'm kind of just like, ugh, it's teamwork, though. Like, the queens weren't really, like, pushing themselves to make it work. For me, I, I... Having after Valentina being in the bottom last week, I believe, yeah, last week, mm-hmm. I could, I honestly, not a popular opinion, but I could, for me, I thought she could have been in the bottom again instead of Latrice. Valentina. Yeah. Just based on her runway look. And for me, her performance wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, we kind of you you we kind of talked about it already, but yeah, not to rehash it. But yeah, yeah. it was kind of shocking to see the bottom two, you know, because we're at the point in the competition now where it's like everyone's good. Yeah, everyone's good, and that's why it, there's even that microscope, that lens is even the intensity of that lens is much greater because of the lineup. And despite production and what scripts were given or not, like these two bottom queens could have pushed it a little more like you know at least valentino is like giving you energy i definitely see what you're saying as far as she could have been in the bottom but i was not getting any energy reads <laughs> from latrice or monet it was just kind of yeah. scrambled and it says something that their other team member won so it's them yeah i did like i didn't say this before but i did enjoy latrice's wig for the uh that she had in the challenge i thought it was an (laughs) interesting style and color like i haven't seen a wig like that before Mm -hmm. so i really did enjoy her look while she wasn't bringing the energy i thought her look was right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so now we go back into the workroom to deliberate Manila immediately loses her shit and just like cries for the next 25 minutes. Oh yeah, poor Manila because it's just like All-Stars 1 flashback, but they're not on teams. But, you know, they're the OGs, you know, the RuPaul's Drag Race OGs. So, you know, lots of emotion and feelings there. They're very close. I mean, I just think it's probably really hard for her because... I mean, think about like they, she was on season three, Latrice on season four. They're probably really close because of that. And then also all stars. So like they have a history, like, and it's Mm -hmm. been a while since those seasons filmed and aired. So I'm sure they just have a really strong friendship. Definitely. So well, and all the tours they probably have been on. Yeah. All the tours. Definitely. Like, so I get it. Like, it's probably just really tough for her to see Latrice go. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was kind of going through it a little bit with Latrice and Manila in the workroom. I was like, kind of, you know, really felt for them. I think I did. It was too. really sad to it see. It was hard to well, watch. And also, too, you got to think she probably knew that Trinity was going to eliminate Latrice, so it was like all this extra pressure on her because she was like, I have to. I have to win this lip sync. Yeah, sorry, not Trinity, but Monique was going to eliminate uh, Latrice. So it was just kind of like all this Mm -hmm. added pressure um, for her. Right. And then in the middle of all of this emotional turmoil, Valentina tries to have her moment, (laughs) her telenovela (laughs) moment. (laughs) Yeah, because that judge got on her case about not understanding her look and not liking it. 
But Stoney brought yeah. up a good point because I was like, oh my gosh, Valentina, sit down. Because Monique had a really hilarious line that I, I tweeted out. She was like, I love you, girl, <laughs> but you're safe. <laughs> but Stoney brought up the point. Maybe she was just trying to change the subject because, you know, Latrice was deep in her emotions about her performance and where she landed. Yeah, it was funny, though, because I was like, girl, you're safe. Bye. <laughs> like, uh-huh. And then they all just left. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> so then trinity is like really preaching home that's like oh well we can't save latrice just because it's latrice and she's so well beloved like we have to play this fair um blah 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 and like her conspiracy theories about manila like pretending to be sad so that you know she could then eliminate um her stronger competition monet which i don't think monet is stronger competition than latrice i don't know yeah that was a reach i think just deep down trinity knew that Uh, Manila would save Latrice because that's her friend, you know, not because of maybe she deserves to stay. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. The Monet and Latrice comparison, like that was like, it didn't make sense to me what she was saying, but Mm -mm. I can see like what, uh, what Trinity was saying that like, because if you're Trinity and you have a bad week and you're in the bottom with Latrice, like, and everybody's going to be like, Oh, we can't send the Latrice home. Like, I would be like, no, girl, we can do whatever we want. Right. (laughs) Yeah, girl. I don't know. I was getting kind of mad. I was like, Trinity, this is like Illuminati speculations here. Like, I don't get it. She was getting herself worked up because she just really wants everybody to play fair and like respect the talent. But she can't like send herself into a frenzy either because I was even like, all right, girl, wrap it up. Right. She does need to respect her elders because, like, Latrice has been doing this game for a while now. And while, you know, just because she's been doing it for a long time doesn't make her, you know, deserving to stay. But she's been around a lot longer than you, Trinity. Like, she is a well-respected drag queen and figure in our community. And you're like, I don't know, fresh tilapia. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I was irritated. I was like, ma'am, you need to respect Latrice. You're getting out of bounds here. (laughs) I mean, I get that. But I also feel like in just... Like, I don't want to keep talking about it, but I just felt like Latrice, like, she hasn't had, like, a very strong showing this time. And it may just be because of the challenges and how, like, production has been so shitty this season. Um, But I just feel like it's been, like, Latrice, I don't know if maybe she's just more subdued or what, but it's just not the same Latrice, like, that we're used to seeing. It's not. Or maybe there's just too much romper room fuckery. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Well, let's go read Latrice's timeline and see what she has to say. Yes. (laughs) All right. So now we move on to a lip sync, which is introduced by Elton John, who is such a sickening queen that she did not (laughs) even have to be on a regular season of RuPaul's Drag Race. She just went to All Stars. (laughs) <laughs> that's true when i as soon as i saw this i was like seth's gonna die <laughs> i was like oh my god well first of all they introduced the song and i was like oh my god because i love that song mm-hmm. and then i was like oh my god they're gonna lip sing like this elton john song and like then 
they showed him on the screen and he had his like big like fabulous pink glasses on and i was like all right work girl yes <laughs> that was brown cow stunning <laughs> <laughs> so then they do their lip sync I thought the lip sync, it was kind of, for me, it was like kind of even, but I do agree that Monique had an edge on Manila as far as the performance. So mm-hmm. I do think in the end that Monique deserved to be the winner. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Manila's look was good. It yeah. was. Yeah, it was. It was very fine. like, I thought, I just kept thinking like if Monique, if your wig flies off, you automatically lose and it didn't fly off. So she won. <laughs> yeah. As soon as she started flipping that hair, we were both like, all right, bitch, that shit better stay on. And yeah, Manila yeah. was giving me like dark haired Bowie vibes. I loved it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that was like Tina Turner-esque. Like, no, it, it was. It was. But I got, I don't know. I got more like Bowie from Rocker. It. Yeah, more rocker. Yeah. Which, you know, Tina was considered more of rock and roll. I think I'm just thinking I, hairstyle. I mean, she definitely was. Yeah, I felt like her look was very Tina. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think Tina definitely had some big dick energy. So, (laughs) I mean, if you just see her stage presence, she's like definitely rock and roll, like very aggressive and like, I don't know. Anyways, this isn't about Tina Turner. So let's keep going. (laughs) But yeah, so I mean, Monique says it's her first time winning and it's also the first time she's kept her wig on in a lip sync. So coincidence? See, shocker. Theories. (laughs) it's like wow maybe if you just keep your damn wig on (laughs) then you can win so monique wins the lip sync and then in her tough decision is monique going to eliminate maybe i guess you would say her closer friend monet exchange or drag legend latrice royale and we find out latrice is eliminated yeah which we saw it coming you know it's it was too difficult to get away from it. So yeah, I thought she for was leaving. sure Monique was like Monique was going to keep Monet no matter what. So really, for me, it wasn't for me. It wasn't as clear because I was like, I don't know. They had this whole conversation about how you can't eliminate Latrice, and in the interviews, she's like, "Oh, Latrice, like I love them both. They're so good." And honestly, to the very end, I was like, "There's no way they can eliminate Latrice over Monet. Like, there's no way. It's not going to happen." And then Latrice acts so like I think going through the whole episode, I didn't just didn't believe that Latrice was going to be eliminated, and then she was eliminated, and. For like, I'm pretty sure the first time ever, I cri- <laughs> I cried for a queen being eliminated. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> I was so sad. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was sad. You know, when they were Manila was crying and Latrice was crying, but I just, I think in the back of my mind, I didn't think Latrice could go home. And then when Latrice went home, I was so sad. Yeah, I mean, as like somebody who. You know, I, I dig the performance part as far as like credentials and your street cred, if you will. And Latrice is on my team, but she just didn't deliver. And you can be well liked. You can have millions and millions of fans and followers, but you still have to be able to deliver. You still have to be able to do the job. And she just yeah. didn't do the job. And it's all stars. So, girl, you got sent home. Maybe I just make excuses for Latrice because I love her so much. Well, nobody wants to see her go, well, but I, it, there's no way I mean, around that's it. The struggle I think all the queens in this episode were dealing with, right? Like, oh, how can you get rid of Latrice? Because she's this, like godlike person to all of us. But yeah, it's just 
It is what it is, girl. Yeah. But what made me feel better is then after she was eliminated, she had her like, you know, kind of like her last tagline about being chunky up funky and that this isn't the last you'll see of her. And, you know, just seeing her like being like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be fierce and I'm still Latrice Royale and nobody will forget my name. And I was just like, all right, like that kind of brought it back uh, into perspective for me. Yeah, that's good. And it's good that she went out that way because you can tell that she really wanted to be there. But, you know, this just was not her moment. So at least she can hit the ground running after she decompresses from this. Right. Yeah. So that was the episode. I think before we end it, we should talk about the one thing that we saw in the preview from next week when we find out that all star rules are suspended. Stoney knows a little more about this than I do. Stoney had kind of stumbled upon some tea. Do you want to share what that was? Well, I don't want to like spoil it, but I guess I don't know. I... Oh, yeah. Sorry, not to put you on the spot. Well, I don't want to... I don't really know that much. I just saw, like, on a Reddit thread, basically, that this could be happening midway through the competition, that they would just go back to judging. But I don't know. Like, that's where I feel like this is going. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, there's no more than that. But that, that speculation is there because we all know that the fans aren't really fans of the all-star rules. (laughs) So a lot of people I think are hoping that this happens and that the rest of the season finishes out with Michelle and Rue making the final decision. Well, I think it, I'm happy it's happening too, because I think this is really going to help save Manila because she's really gotten on all the Queens radars with almost eliminating Valentina. And then this past episode with like, I'm saving my friend Latrice and Mm -hmm. she was probably going to get gunned for (laughs) after that. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. So I don't know, girl. I I am looking forward to see if they get suspended. I want to see if they're going to bring any of them queens back. Oh, Are no. Because we, we're probably getting to be about that point, right? Ah. Yeah. I would say soon if they're going to do it. Yeah. So maybe within the next couple episodes. But girl, I'm excited. Me too. All right, you guys. So that was episode four. Stoney, would you like to give us a wrap up of the points? Yes, And let me know, am I still winning? (laughs) You'll find out, queen. (laughs) I just need to know if I picked a good team or not. Well, here are the results after four episodes. (laughs) Um, so we know that Monique and Monilla or Manila won the um, main challenge. So I get 10 points. Seth gets 10 points. And then obviously, uh, Monique won the lip sync. So I get another 10 points. Each of us get two points for all of our Queens for being on the show. So that means I guess Jamal got, um, six points, but you and I got four points because, uh, Jamal yeah. still had three queens um yes everyone pretty much cried on the show so we all get two points for that (laughs) Um, (laughs) yes um but in my but my person also comforted latrice so do i get extra two points for that no damn it this is rigged (laughs) this is rigamorous right here girl (laughs) so basically episode four i received 26 points Jamal received six points and wow. Seth received 18. So yes. the totals after four episodes, Seth is in the lead with 73 points. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you still suck, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in second place with 70 points. So very close. Damn it. And close. Jamal is in last place with 58 points. That's not that far off, though. He could still catch up. That's true. So Jamal is a good third alternate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, too, we all each have equal teams still now because we each have two people left on our team. Yeah, we all have pretty like decent people in our group still, too. So anything could happen. Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty cool that we all... we all have two people left now so that'll be interesting yeah because like while i am enjoying my position of current reigning um (laughs) (laughs) i think i could get dethroned and i'm a little bit nervous yeah i hope naomi comes out to snatch some wigs and you already know my girl trinity is super hungry she is (laughs) (laughs) Watch out, heifers. All right, you guys. Well, should we do a trade or should we just skip it this week? Because it's already a bit of an episode. Let's save it. Yeah, let's save the trade. Save the trade. Okay. Save the trade. Save the trade. Save the trade. I'm going to throw red paint on all the trade. (laughs) And their white Speedos. Yes. They're just in white Speedos getting red paint thrown on them. Yes, girl. Well, I so for the first time in a while, we don't have a trade episode. I'm kind of excited, though. Like, honestly, I thought that this was going to be like a really quick podcast because it was such a hot mess that I wouldn't have much to say. But it turned into be like a really fun conversation, I think. And we got all of our feelings out. I think we all raged at different moments. <laughs> yeah, we can save our trade. I definitely bookmark mine. Stony has a cool one for sure. So be looking forward to that trade next week. But don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen to us. Yes. And Please, dear you. God, make us famous. <laughs> you know, it's weird. Last night, actually, I had a dream about us. We were doing a live podcast recording. So that ne- that will start with you guys liking <laughs> and, tra- and like telling all your friends about us so that we could get to that level because honestly what happened in my mind was a really good show so (laughs) we could make that happen in real life (laughs) i love it that would be awesome let's manifest it yes i'm putting it out into the world you guys here she comes get famous so we can come visit you (laughs) and of course thank you for all your continued support absolutely any parting words from you stoney um He's like Aubrey Plaza over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, that's a great end, I guess. (laughs) Hopefully you all feel confident now in our our show ending. (laughs) Um, That's going to be a no for me. (laughs) There's not much else to say, girl. (laughs) All right. (laughs) all right queen i see you all right anyways thank you guys for coming back again for a lovely episode of thanks for coming the podcast experience (laughs) next week we'll be back here with episode five will there be romper room fuckery tbd but until next week bye Bye. brown cast (laughs) i mean God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>